The Wally Show podcast is our daily radio show heard live through the Way FM app each morning and hosted by Wally, Gavin, and me, Betty Rock. For more fun, be sure to connect with us at wayfm.com slash Wally. The Wally Show podcast is brought to you by Colorado Christian University Online, where Wally teaches and where you can earn a degree online just like Betty Rock. You can learn more at ccu.edu slash Wally. This podcast is also brought to you by United Faith Mortgage. Let their direct lender advance Advantage, save you time and money. Uplifting Way FM. Here's what's going on today. Those devious little Girl Scouts have mm. got the general public <laughs> dialed in. The trick is their cookies are only available for a limited amount of time. And on top of that, when they come out with a new flavor, like their newest, the Raspberry Rally, Ooh. they mm. only offer it online, making it even more limited. But this time, those little girls have chosen mercy. Today is the first day the raspberry rallies are available to the general public. You know, I think we always picture like a lot of adults pulling the strings on these ideas, but there's something that I see a bunch of these little girls in their cute outfits in a boardroom going, all right, Brittany, what do you think? What should we do? <laughs> I don't know. I think raspberry rallies, and I think we should limit them just to jack with those adults. What do you think? Well, it'll create some demand. I love it, Brittany. Uh, Rebecca, what do you think we should do for marketing? No, you're not picking the right names. It's yeah. going to be Taylor, yeah. Caitlin. <laughs> That's true. All those things. The- Caitlin, I need ideas now. Go. <laughs> the wafer like cookie with oh. bright pink artificial raspberry filling has quickly become a favorite for many and so if you're thinking oh i want to try them well because they're limited you have to wait till next month to order them because they're out of stock oh already already because so many people like them ingenious man if you limit the supply you create the demand exactly because i think you could easily find these cookies that they sell anywhere else or you could find a, a close yeah, second. If, yeah. It's a, if it's a wafer cookie, there's a strawberry wafer that I already right. happen to love. But because it's limited, yeah. they make it seem like it's this big deal, and we're suckers for it. I know. And because you think you're helping out the Girl Scouts, you overbuy, you, you justify it. You're like, <laughs> you know what? I'm helping these little girls out. I want them to, I, I want little Caitlin to be a successful <laughs> entrepreneur. Why would I not buy seven boxes? Right. Yeah. It absolutely and happens. There you are, 70 pounds later. Yeah. I will say this they introduced a new uh, flavor, the lemon flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a fan. Oh, uh, really? It was not very lemony. I was, oh. I was a little. That's I was false advertising. Yeah, I hate to be that guy that talks bad about the Girl Scouts, oh, but I'm not talking bad about them. Cry. No, no. Why Kay- are you so mean? No, Caitlin's fine. Caitlin's fine. It was the adults <laughs> that didn't do their uh, work on the lemon cookie and make You're it more a mean, lemony. Mean man. No, because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, little Brittany's like, hey, I think these aren't lemony enough, and 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 because kids know. And they didn't listen. And they didn't listen. Adults, you're the problem. (laughs) Not you, Girl Scouts. You're adorable. (laughs) Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. And I think Nutrisystem, it's that diet plan where they give you prepackaged meals. I've never tried it. Isn't most of it like powdered things? Uh, they, I think they'll do like a shake, but they actually have meal meals too, Yeah, right? but they're very small portions. I had a friend do it kind of at the end of college, and it looked like he was eating 
a snack yeah. for a meal. Like they are just like a hand-sized amount of food. Yeah, and so you have portion control and then making them a little yep. healthier. I've never done that. I've done Weight Watchers before, and my wife tends to like that one because you can eat what you want, but you just have to portion control. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but they announced a new thing. Nutrisystem did meals for two option, which I think this is a great idea, honestly. So what they're doing is they're doing like if you said say uh, like my wife and I, if I wanted to sign up for Nutrisystem, I'm gonna do this. Well, they're doing an incentive program. They're going to give you two for one kind of thing mm. so that you can get your significant other on board with you. It sounds like they're trying to get behind the psychology of the yes. whole weight loss thing because it is easier to lose weight when you have somebody that's partnering with you during that tough time. Yeah, they said that they know from research that partners lose up to 20% uh, percent more weight when they're doing it together. Oh. Yeah, because your partner can derail you, like, quickly. <laughs> Mine does. Okay. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about this. Like, this is one of those things, man. Like, when you are committed to a diet, if you're in a relationship, you really have to have both people on board. If both people aren't on board, your odds of success go way down. Especially if you're, like, asleep at night, and all of a sudden you hear the fridge open up, yeah. and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. That's worse, too, when you're both committed, and you're like, well, he was at work all day. Did you have coffee? Like uh-huh. my wife when I come home, because you post everything that we do, Rock. Mm-hmm. My wife will be like, "So how was Chick Fil A today?" I'm like, mm. <laughs> you can't hide. No, I cannot. There's, I can never get wrong with. Uh, but so she, uh, like, if I'm ever lose, like trying to lose weight and she's not down with it, she derails me, man. Like even like unintentional. I don't think she. I don't think she does it on purpose, but she'll be like, hey, did you want me to make cookies tonight? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, El Diablo. No, uh, I, I do not want cookies. Are you sure? Would you just like one of the cookie doughs? My other weakness. Uh, mm, okay, I'll just have a cookie dough. Oh, so I'll man. eat the cookie dough, and then she'll start making cookies. I'm like, you know what? Throw two on there for me. Oh, yeah, that's just, exactly what she wanted. Yeah, it just absolutely derails me, mm. you know. And so that's it. it. In our house, it's the cookies. It's or we call them chuchies because we're super cute and annoying. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chuchies. Hey, let me make some chuchies. All right. So it, I'm curious though. How has your significant other derailed your diet? All right, you were in there swinging, working hard. You're gonna make this, and then they totally hose you. Eight hundred four. No, what is our phone number? Eight five five thirty three way FM. Yeah, eight five five thirty three way FM. We were in support drive all last week, and that number's ingrained in my head. Thank you for giving, by the way, if you did. Eight five five thirty three way FM. Back to normal shows. Has your spouse ever done that to you? Before I say anything. He's a great husband. He just is not supportive. I love the disclaimer. That is so great, Jody. Okay, so how did he undo you? So I have been on this diet since January 2nd, and I got a little discouraged because nothing is happening the last few weeks, couple weeks. So Friday night we went to Mexican, and I said, let's get the cheese dip, and I ate chips. And then I was like, you know, I really want a flan. He's like, just get it. He's like, you can have that. And I'm like, you know what? I can't, but I'm gonna now. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. But really, honestly, isn't that the only thing he can say? Because if you go, you know, I think I'm gonna get the flan. And he goes, mm, uh, should you? You know, like that's, yeah. that instantly he's in trouble. So he, he literally cannot say anything else. He, he has to do one of two things. He has to say, honey, you look amazing. Get that flan, girl. You've worked hard. <laughs> or he has to fake choke and have someone Heimlich him and then go to the hospital. <laughs> How has your significant other derailed your diet before? He has, under the you know guise of being 
sweet, brought me home candy bars or bakery items. He's like, oh, babe, but, you know, I know you had a bad day. Like, here's some cinnamon rolls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you say under the guise of being sweet. Like, he couldn't just be sweet. There's some, you know, like, hidden agenda. That's the hunger talking, Heather. That's the diet talking that's hurt you. Well, he usually has something for himself, too, you know? He doesn't just bring me something. Well, yeah, but if he's not on the diet with you, he cannot just eat something in front of you because then he's mean. So he has to bring something home for you as as well and he can't yeah. bring home granola like he can't have a donut and no. you get granola here's what he no. could do instead heather he could just if he wanted to get himself something he could eat it in the car on the way home and then oh, not yeah. bring you anything and you would no. know no 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 she'll know trust me heather will know they always know like there there's no hiding anything like that and, and you smell like peanut yeah, butter she will where have you been i'm sorry i was in aisle four at the grocery store you know and then it just all comes undone we're just going to do a little word association. You think you're hot because you know words. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. And when you speak for a living, you have things and phrases you say. We call them crutching inside of radio. Like, oh, that's my crutch. I kind of always say that a lot. Or I mm-hmm. go to that. Like this, that, and the other. I used to say that all the time. <laughs> and then everyone inside of radio, all of your friends, who are supposed to be your friends, uh, make fun of you until you stop doing that. Well, it's because- negative reinforcement. Well, it's fun. Oh, it's a blast. Um, and so, and I and I probably speak the most on the show, so I probably have the most catchphrases, you know, that I use. You do. And just recently, we have a potty group on our Facebook page. And uh, if you want to join, you can always text the word potty, P-O-D-D-I-E, to 91979, and you can join there as well. But many potties come together, and sometimes they... they uh, they encourage you, but other times they tear you down. <laughs> and this is a time where they tear you down. And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> of so you did. we had we had one person that put out a list of the things that you are are your crutches. Okay. And then other potties started commenting oh, on it, and then it just got it snowballed. It, yeah, it just started becoming this huge list. So a couple of the things that made the list were diametrically opposed. I love that phrase. I say that all the time. Now, did that come? Because the first time I ever heard that was from the musical Hamilton. Oh, you, really? Did you? Because I, I started. No, he said it way before. Did that. you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I started yeah, yeah. using it after yeah. I heard it in Hamilton. I think I, you, he says it because he thinks it makes him sound smart. What does a, it mean? It's, it's, it's diametrically opposed. It's two things that are exact opposite <laughs> okay. of each other. Like, it's a great. And, and by, for the record, I don't know the half the things I say. I don't know Amen. He uh, does not. Yeah, but like that one is always. Betty Rock's right. Like, you could say, oh, they're in opposition, but diametrically opposed is way cooler. A lot smarter. Uh, other things that made the list were I lost my ever love. I, that's my favorite new one. I'm like, I lost my ever loving on that. Like, like when things set me off. Uh, Jenkins, you're a genius. Yep, Jenkins is always the person in a boardroom scenario that we're talking about. Like, always that catchphrase nerdy person. At Someone work. said your worst is when you say rather. I you would don't... rather do that. Uh. Is that rather? No, rather is pretend pretentious. No. Oh no, rather's rather is way more. <laughs> that's right. That's it like, is. Sounds like you're British. Or yeah, something. it is way I more would pretentious. Roll the... roll I would rather. When you say quite honestly. Oh, I do that, don't I? Yeah, quite honestly. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> uh, hurt people hurt people. Oh, that's when I've been mean to somebody like Gavin or something or Betty, and I'm like, okay, hurt people hurt people, and, and it lets me get away with it. And these last two uh, really struck a chord with me. Uh, have I told you about the time I was stuck in a drive-thru? <laughs> Panda Express! <laughs> he it tells was that, a warm summer morning he, afternoon. He tells that story all the time. And then this last one. Have 
I told you about the time I started? I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know why it keeps coming up so much because it's been you. so old. It's you so long it ago. Up. And then like people are always like, hey, weren't you and I can only imagine? No, they don't. Didn't you star in it? I don't even know. I mean, Andy Irwin, we had him on. He produced that and the new Jesus Revolution Oh, my movie. goodness. And he even said I starred in it. So, wow, he yeah. did not. He did. Well, Pretty if great. you want to join the potty group, it's lots of fun over there. Just text the word potty, P-O-D-D-I-E, to 91979. We'll send you the link. In my family, we kind of have a motto, and it's finish strong. And I wanted to instill the idea in my daughter from a young age that it's easy to start something, but it's harder to see it through to the end. But when you do, it feels so good. I started and finished two degrees at Colorado Christian University, and I'm so glad I did. So why not start your degree in 2023 so you can do more in 2024? Some of CCU's degrees can be completed in a little over a year. Like in the healthcare industry, you can finish your RN to BSN online nursing program with nine courses in as little as 14 months without changing your work schedule. Plus, if you started somewhere else and have not finished yet, make this your year to get it done. CCU has a generous policy for transferring credits from other colleges. In fact, you can even get a scholarship for transferring credits. So don't put it off another day, because when 2024 rolls around, you could be finishing up a degree or wishing you had started in 2023. Colorado Christian University is a nonprofit impact partner committed to cultivating the mind without compromising the heart. Uplifting Way FM. So who'd have thought we'd still be dealing with the pandemic? Taking on challenges a lot like riding a horse, and if you're comfortable while you're doing it, probably doing it wrong. It's the Wally Show. So COVID back in the news uh, this time, but not for infection rates, which is kind of nice. Uh, but people talking about the origin of COVID now. Oh, yeah. Uh oh, is right. This has been probably the most like entertaining COVID conversation because you've just got a bunch of conspiracy theories out there. Well, yeah, but here's the thing, man. Like, a lot of times conspiracy... Look at all these movies we have and they're like, oh, that could never happen. Like, all this government (laughs) espionage and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, there's a Chinese spy balloon over us, you know? (laughs) Like, things that show up in movies, they come from somewhere based in truth. And I think that a lot of the conspiracy theories, sometimes they get blown out of proportion, but a lot of times they are based in some sort of truth. And uh, while there's no firm conclusion yet among health and government officials where COVID-19 came from, the U.S. Energy Department now has reportedly indicated that it believes that the virus most likely was the result of a lab leak in China. Uh-oh. Yeah, which to to which everyone who had a brain went absolutely. This wasn't a guy that ate a bat in a marketplace. Like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. duh. But that was the narrative that got pushed. I sound like a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but there's no way that that ha- like that like the lab leak 100% made sense to me right out of the gate. But no one can admit to that because it caused a worldwide pandemic. What what was it, China? China, Wuhan, China. Okay. Yeah. Is there are and, they gonna make any changes? No, no. And they're never they gonna should. cop to it. You know, the Chinese government vehemently denies this. But uh, you know, there are some elements in our intelligence community that have reached conclusions on this side. Uh, and then there were uh, conspiracy theorists early on that talked about gain of function research, which is what is happening at Wuhan with uh, the COVID virus, because they're studying it and trying to figure yeah. it out maybe trying to weaponize it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, there was a tie-in to Fauci and Obama and stuff 
money going to Wuhan back in the day that everyone said that's crazy we're gonna stop this and Facebook we're gonna take all your posts down about this so every conspiracy theorist about the origin of this uh, mm-hmm. virus right now is like Ha-ha! vindication I told you like I'm right. not so crazy now am I you well, know? It, and it makes me think like the next time something like this happens hopefully not for a very very long time or ever will we have learned anything from no, it that we'll do the exact change? same thing we'll do the exact same thing we did the government will cover up everything like they have they have and I get that they have to because you know I remember uh, uh, Biden when he was running for office was like he was blaming Trump and he was like Americans don't panic Trump panicked. I'm like, really? You weren't at my uh, grocery store with people hoarding toilet paper, sir. Yeah. Americans panic. We do. The 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 masses panic. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you have you can't give them all the information at once. And a lot of times, sadly, you can't be truthful. But mm-hmm. that's where the conspiracies start. And so it was interesting that this whole article that I had found was in Wall Street Journal, which I love because the legacy media lock stepped and just did exactly what the White House wanted them to talk about. Once again, I sound like a conspiracy theorists i know uh but they did control the narrative you that's not in debate that's not up for question that's true they controlled the narrative of what was disseminated down to people so to have a non-fringe right-wing crazy site or whatever say hey this is the story we're doing and we're running this and there's truth in this i think is actually good long term for you know hopefully getting it right next time, even though I'm not sure if we will. The White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said, uh, if we gain any further insider information, we will share it with Congress and also share it with the American people. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> like, see my entire first little part of the rant. I don't believe that for one second. But thank you. Thanks for playing, Jake. Nice try. <laughs> Uplifting Way FM. This is The Wally Show. We can do a little hashtag your weekend where you give us a hashtag uh, and be creative with it. We'll try to guess what happened for you. So my hashtag as an example would be hashtag busting at the seams. Lady Rock, <laughs> insert fat joke oh, here. No. <laughs> busting at the seams. Yeah. I think you finally realized that those skinny jeans yeah. you've been hanging on to, you bust the seam in the thigh area. I've been working Uh-oh. out. And no. Mm. Um and I've been eating out. <laughs> and you had to you had to give it up. Yeah. No, that is incorrect, but thank you. I, I have noticed though that like I think I think my calves have gotten a little bigger, but not like fatter bigger, but like like muscly bigger because I've been like mm. playing so pickleball and stuff like that. I have good calves. But yeah. uh but you know, now you were just talking about how it hurts when you push on your shins. Yes, yeah. What if it's your skinny jeans? <laughs> are blocking the circulation. Maybe. No blood pressure down there. Maybe. Yeah, but like I get when I stand up with my skinny jeans, I do have to like put my foot, my opposite foot on them and pull them down a little bit. They stick around my calves. Yeah, so. The struggle bus. Yeah, just, just sharing a little. Uh, Gavin, that's uh, Betty Rock was wrong. Yeah, I. you said busting at, at the, the seams. seams. Yeah. I'm going to say, when you dance, you say, we're busting a move. Yeah. And then seams is something that can be very tied to, like, sewing. So mm. I'm going to say that you went to a sewing party. Oh. And then you kind of combine those two ideas into busting at the scene. You're busting yeah. a move at a First sewing, sewing party. party. Yeah. First off, are you offended that Absolutely. he even thought you that that sew. was an option? 100%. No. 100%. You sew. I have Which sewed. Which one are you more offended but by? My Gavin's. guess or his? Absolutely. 100% Gavin. Over a- <laughs> because I know she doesn't mean it. There's something with you. You're like, 
I, I could see this happening. No, it did not happen. Uh, busting at the seams. I uh, finished my packing. We're leaving for Africa to go with Compassion International and uh, see the work that they're doing and gather stories and share them with you when we get back. And I cannot wait. Uh, I had started packing two weeks ago. I was that excited. I love Africa. I haven't been there, and we're going to Kenya. I haven't been there in a few years, so mm-hmm. I'm so excited. But then I started packing all the stuff because we're bringing a bunch of things for the families that we meet, mm-hmm. and and I am busting at the seams. I have run all my weights of my suitcases up to within three ounces of the Woo! limit. Yeah, and so like Woo! nothing can go wrong at the airport tomorrow, <laughs> or I'm gonna have to leave things behind or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. can you imagine? Oh, it's so bad, but yeah, my my suitcase <laughs> is busting at the seams for sure. So that's where it came in. Uh, no skinny jeans going on this trip with me. Woo-hoo! Yeah, so. Yay for everyone. And the world <laughs> rejoice. <laughs> All right. So what is your hashtag? 855. No, what is our number? 855-33-WAY-FM. Coming back off support drive messes me up. 855-33-WAY-FM is the number. If you want to share with us your hashtag, again, be creative with it because we like to have fun the journey. We like to guess yeah. and see if we can figure it out. So we'll take yours right now. 855-33-WAY-FM. What do you got? We're going with hashtag bar counter. Hashtag bar, B-A-R counter? Yes. Okay. Now, uh, you would think like he made like a like a tiki bar or something like at his house. Uh, I am going to say that he is in charge of the finances at the house, and he has been called the bar counter because he's counting bars of soap to see who in his family is uh, being wasteful, and he's trying to save money now. So that's my guess. Am I right? Not even close. Not even no. close. All right, Lady Rock. I think that you bought some candy bars mm. and you kept them in a secret place so that your kids couldn't get a hold of them. So you counted them just to make sure, you know, you know that you have 20 of them. And if any of them go missing, you know somebody got into your stash. That's what you've been doing is counting your bars. While I have hidden candy from my kids before, that did not happen this weekend. All right. So that is not correct. What is it then? Hashtag bar counter. We bought a house uh, last fall and there was a bar counter in there and we transformed it this weekend into a kitchen island. Oh, that sounds fun. It was great. Did it turn out like you wanted it to? It turned out really nice. Actually, the main thing is it doesn't matter what I wanted, but it turned out how my wife wanted it, so that was good. Yeah. Now, who did most of the work on it, you or her? Oh, I did most of the work. She just said what she wanted. (laughs) She just did the criticizing. Yeah, I've got one of those, too. (laughs) What's your next project? Oh, the next project is probably going to be cleaning up the garage. Well, let your wife run point on that one, then. Yeah, you you did this... (laughs) Last one. Let her take that one. I like that idea. I'll have to pass that on to her. See what she thinks. <laughs> no, I know what she thinks. It's not going to go your, well I'll for tell you, her Ricky. It's your idea. <laughs> yeah, tell her is mine. Hey, have a good day, man. All right, see ya. So, what do you got? I have hashtag true beauty. Hashtag true beauty. Uh, I am going to say that this is the name of your new novel. Uh, and it is a Christian romance novel. And I'm not sure how you actually write that, but you figured a way. True beauty. Got it. <laughs> oh, nope. 
Okay, I am wrong. Okay, Betty Rock. All right, Sherry, I think that you are a woman that enjoys uh, putting on makeup, and you have not let your sons or your husband uh, see you without your makeup, lashes, eyeliner, everything in place. Unfortunately, over the weekend, you got stuck in a rainstorm, and everything melted off, and they could see you for who you are, which is your true beauty. It doesn't have anything to do with me. I met a beautiful woman this weekend that I have adored my whole life. She was a cover girl model for 30 years and an actress, Miss Jennifer O'Neill. I went to a women's conference and just hearing her story of her struggle and how she, when she finally found the Lord, her true beauty can shine. It's so interesting, too, when you hear somebody speak now, like you've said you've followed her career for years and you probably thought, oh, she's got everything. Oh, my gosh, she's so beautiful and she's a model. And so there's an exciting life. But then to hear the behind the scenes probably was pretty eye opening that she probably did feel empty and not beautiful all the time. Yes, she struggled with self-esteem as well as I did. And, um, you know, she just her story of coming to know Jesus as the lover of her soul, you know, just really lifted all of us up. Well, I had no idea of her story. I'm going to have to look that up and see what it's all about. Because I know as women, we always try to set ourselves to higher standards. And it can be hard to live up to that, especially when magazines, social media, billboards, they all put up this idea of what a beautiful woman is supposed to look like. I'm going to go one step further than Betty Rock. She's just going to read about her story. I'm going to live it out. I'm going to become a model so that I can dedicate uh, my life to telling people about the beauty uh, that Jesus had. I'm going to be an ugly model. <laughs> and so th that's going to be my whole platform is that uh, I'm beautiful on the inside. Wow. So, um, All right. Let yeah. us know well, how that goes. Go, Wally. <laughs> Monday School is a chance for Wally to share what he learned at church and prove that he went. So this is the last movie in our Faith in Film series where we're looking at the things you can take out of movies and put them into a faith context. And it is the one and only Indiana Jones. One of my favorite movies of all time was the first one. Have you ever seen the first one, Rob? No. No, you have not. Really? No. I, it, I, it, it never is anything I care to oh, see. Oh, well, we're going to have to rectify that. Uh, so let me tell you a little bit about it. What's interesting about this movie is that Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, is kind of the hero in this film, but he's also an ordinary guy. He's a professor, and he can't shoot webs from his wrists. He can't fly. He doesn't have super strength like all the new Marvel you know, stuff. But he's an average guy. And he has weaknesses, like he's afraid of snakes, you know, and so, but he's just normal, which I think is what is the cool part of this. <laughs> and the biblical principle from this movie that we were talking about is that God uses ordinary people to accomplish his extraordinary work. And, and I think that's really applicable to all of us, because who of us is a superhero, really? Uh, and so when we are faithful with a little bit, God gives us more. And we talked about the parable of the talents and how there are two guys that the master gives money to, and they risk the money, and they make more, and they get praised for it. And remember, Jesus is telling the story. But the one servant was afraid. He didn't do anything. He protected the money. He didn't lose any of it. Mm -hmm. He just kept it like status quo. Mm -hmm. And the master gets back, says, you didn't do anything with it, you wicked servant. And you're mm -hmm. like, wait, I didn't lose any money like how am i wicked like it just goes to show you as jesus is telling this story the point and the emphasis that god puts on growing our talents you know in this case it was money but in us it's what he's given us to affect other people for the kingdom you know and so 
He'll equip us for our calling. And make no mistake, we are all called to share our faith with others. We've all been given different spiritual gifts, but there are things we talked about that, like, what is it that keeps us from doing that? Uh, one is that we think we're not needed, like other people will do it. Other people are better at this. Ah, and mm-hmm. so then we don't do that. Uh, we feel like we're not good enough, you know, and, and even Moses struggled there. Like when yep. God was telling Pharaoh, go to, uh, uh, when God was telling Moses, go to Pharaoh, what did he say? I can't. I don't know how to talk. Right, exactly. And uh, he was like, well, send Aaron, you know. And Mm -hmm. so his brother, even he didn't feel like he was uh, good. He was insecure. There you go. Uh, Busyness. We're all spending so much time on things uh, that, you know, we're just too busy. We don't we don't put importance on it. And that's that's a that's a us problem for sure. And but his point was, are we spending times on things that matter? There's nothing worse than succeeding at the wrong things. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's really good. Like you could be this dad that makes all this money and has the nicest house in the neighborhood, but you got a kid that can't stand you in a marriage that's failing. Yeah. What did you succeed at? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so it, at its core, ministry is about serving others. And Indiana Jones, this was, I think, the interesting thing, too. He didn't just stay in the classroom. He went out on the adventures and experienced what he had learned. Like, small groups are great, mm-hmm. but if that's where our faith stops and it's just about us, we've missed the point. Mm-hmm. The point of all of this is ministry is where, like, the Christian life becomes a great adventure, taking it out of the church and out of our small groups and into the world where hurting people need it. And it reminded me of that Stephen Curtis Chapman song you know this one so good but it's true when you look at your faith like that that it is a great adventure when you wake up in the morning you pray all right god what are we going to do today like Mm -hmm. how cool could this day be just want to enjoy this for a minute (laughs) so There you go. That is your Monday school for today with a little SCC thrown in there as well. And maybe some of that clicks with you, and that's why we do this. I'll never forget taking my first compassion trip, and we went to Ghana, Africa. When we got there to the site, there was this little girl. She was six years old. I later found out her name was Vivian, and she would not let go of my hand. She followed me everywhere I went on that site. And later, I got to uh, meet her family. I met her mother and her siblings, and they all lived in this little mud hut. I mean, it wasn't big at all. And when I looked at Vivian, she had the biggest smile on her face face and she was just happy to be there just happy to be with us and it made such an impact in my life that I wanted to sponsor her right then and there (laughs) because of my sponsorship for Vivian through compassion I'm able to write letters back and forth with her I'm now getting updated photos and now I think she's even taller than me which is crazy to think but I'm also able to see how my sponsorship is providing the food clean water and other support that she needs and her family needs to live the best life possible And I can only imagine now with the pandemic, war and weather disasters, there are so many other families like Vivian's who are dealing with hunger. So maybe you want to make an impact and sponsor your own Vivian. Just click the compassion banner when you go to wayfm.com. Uplifting WayFM. News can be a little heavy, so we like to do news-ish. Here's Gavin. Last year, millions of people were thrilled by the news that Joe Biden... President Joe Biden was pushing for student loan forgiveness that would forgive $10,000 for any individual who made less than $125,000 or $20,000 for anyone who also had applied for the Pell Grant. And so I think that student loan forgiveness has been a 
topic for it's been a hot button topic yeah, yeah for, for sure a little, little while now and you have I think two different sides of that. I you have Gavin's side and I, my side. <laughs> my side of it being that I personally am ready to pay back my loans, my mine and my wife's right. loans, because that was a thing that we decided to do. We didn't have to go to college. Right. We wanted to. We had loans. We were going to pay them. I wouldn't pass up the opportunity. Of course not. For the loan forgiveness, <laughs> right. because. It's being offered. Right. And I get that. I mean, if they're offering it, why would you be the one to not take it? You know, and I have a different take on it because I worked my way through school, paid for my own school, and then we paid for my daughter's. And it's like, uh, that's great if you're going to forgive that. Well, write me a check, too. Yeah. I I sacrificed (laughs) to make the time and make the investment in that. And so don't penalize Mm -hmm. me for doing that, you know. Well, 26 million, the White House says that 26 million people submitted their applications for this loan forgiveness, but then a smaller court in Texas forced that plan to stay on hold. Speaking of staying on hold, the like loans haven't been paid. People haven't been paying loans for Yeah, over. they deferred everything, yeah. too, which is interesting. So you've, been, you've gotten a break where you weren't paying them. Now, if you were smart, you were yes. paying yourself that money every month instead of going, oh, I've just got money I don't have to pay. Yeah. Because then when they do come due, because the piper always comes calling. Yep. When they do, I sound like an old man. <laughs> when they do come due, this is the problem with our country. No one was saving that extra money exactly. for when they had to pay them. Now it'd be like, oh my goodness, I don't have any money again and well, I'm broke. You could have been saving that money to, for, to either, you know, if you do get the forgiveness, great, and then you've made money, or to pay off your mm-hmm. debt. They'll be, they'll be People will complain if they don't get the forgiveness. Oh, but, Absolutely. For everyone who's still following this story, you'll be very kind of interested to know that this Tuesday there's going to be a Supreme Court hearing regarding uh, Joe Biden's act that he's trying to push forward for student loan forgiveness. And so this Tuesday, the Supreme Court will be listening to a hearing or to um, people who have put forth this complaint that this wasn't legal. Right. That this stands against like people like you guys who have paid for all their loans and that all of that, the case that. Hopefully, well, hopefully, in within a month or two, know what the information is coming out. I think of that. that's part of the problem is having yeah. it be nebulous. It's like just make a decision one way or another, so people could get on with their lives regardless. You know, yeah. like either okay. And I get it. If you like, got socked down with debt, then yeah, you're probably loving the idea of having a little bit of relief from mm-hmm. that. But the way he went about it and the funnel that he used to make that happen is the argument that it wasn't constitutional yes. and that that was the problem. You yeah. know, so, and, and and you did it in the pandemic, so then. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, the 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 reasoning behind it, and that would just cover it and let it go. But you're like, well, we're not even in the pandemic anymore, no. you know. So what do you do with that? So what comes out of this is the uh, hearing, the verdict will be reached. They say potentially within a couple months of this Tuesday, and yeah. so you'll. The plan is that if it does get ratified that the that Biden was okay in what he was doing, then loan forgiveness will start rolling out. Okay. They say that if it's shut down, though, and that if they lose this hearing, right. then what happens is Biden just has to go back and rework on okay. the act. So it's not even something Because he can't back off of it, though, because yeah. he committed to it. So like people are like, well, come on, man. So he's caught in a, in a no-win, too. All I know is if student loan forgiveness goes through, lunch is on Gavin that day. Yeah! The day yeah. that yeah. comes out... That. Yeah. No, I mean for everyone listening. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Way FM, this is the Wally Show, and 
can't believe how much it costs to take your family out to fast food anymore. It is it is crazy. Uh, my wife and I went to Moe's. And why we went not on Moe's Monday, I don't know. I'll never know. She <laughs> had a hankering. Yeah, she had a hankering. Welcome to Moe's. Give us your wallet. Uh, and so the two of us, she got a stack. I got a, like a burrito bowl uh, and two drinks, and it was $29. Oof. Yeah. Wow. I, I, and I added the bacon. I splurged. Like, oh, maybe that was it. Yeah, that was definitely Yeah, I think it. that was $1.50 of it. I just, <laughs> it, was in the, it was in the whole group of things that you could add in. And we was like, would you like to add some bacon? I'm like, yeah, let's get crazy. Dude, did, throw it in there. I didn't realize it's an add-on. Did you add on avocado? No. Because that's expensive. I know, no. And I, my wife's like, should I get avocado? I'm like, absolutely not. I'm getting bacon. No. <laughs> you know, but I was just dumbfounded at how much it cost to uh, go there. And so they're saying now that Fast food joints are the worst bang for your buck. And I think if you have taken your family out, you would agree with that. Because what used to be like, hey, let's run through the drive-thru at McDonald's real quick, get a Happy Meal, and it's $2. Great. It was a cost-effective way to feed your mm-hmm. family quickly. Now, you've got two things working against you. It ain't the healthiest, which is one. <laughs> and two, now it's expensive. Yeah. When yeah. you can sit down and have, like, I could go to a sit-down restaurant. I was talking to uh, Gavin about this. He was like, yeah, for $30, I could go to Cracker Barrel. Yeah. You know, and have cheaper. a full big meal, too. So this is where the whole, and I'm not going to soapbox, I promise, but you look at, like, when fast food, all of a sudden you're paying people $18 an hour and food costs rise. Where does that go? Who pays mm-hmm. for it? Right. You and me. Yep. You know, and so that's, I mean, that's the byproduct. And we get to the point where we forget like about inflation because we're just so used to the habit of going and then you know, you kind of write it off and go, oh, well, I guess, you know, whatever. I still love Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. But Chick-fil-A is not cheap either, you know? Yeah, but that's money for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Betty considers that her tithe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So I am curious. Okay, let's play a little game here. What is the most that fast food cost your family? Uh, I'm curious. Family, family of like four, like an average family size. How much does it cost you to go to fast food? What's the most money you spent? I watched my friends with their kids uh, spend $75 at Zaxby's. No. That's I'm not, not right. lying. No. I'm not lying. It was insanity. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And and so, like, that's kind of the bar that we're at right now. So I am curious. 855-33-WAY-FM is the number. That's how you can always be on the show with us. Uh, let's see where you land here. What was the most expensive last fast food meal you and your family had? 855-33-WAY-FM. So what is the most you've ever spent feeding your family at fast food? Almost $70 at KFC. Oh, <gasps> wow. At, that, at some point, you just got to buy a bucket and go, kids, fight it out. <laughs> yes. Um, so my daughter, I have only two, you know, it's four people with two children, two adults. Um, my daughter's a little picky, so she only eats the chicken strip. And then she wants extra mashed potatoes and extra gravy and all that, you know, extra stuff. Like you said, your extra bacon. It adds up, doesn't it? It's insane. And you forget, like, you, you expect for $70, someone should be putting a linen napkin across your lap and uh, pushing your chair into the table yes. for you. Exactly. You could go to Outback for $70. Yes, exactly. And get more food. Food and a better meal for sure. Well, I got you down, Natasha. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. All right, Karen, you're up. How much was your last fast food experience and where was it at? $35 for two people. Exactly. That is insane. Like, I, when she told you your total, did you, like, look at her like, I'm sorry, did I get the people behind me? Right. I, I, I thought, who can afford to eat this place? And that was for salads. 
What? That's even worse. That costs yeah. a nickel to make. <laughs> I know. I always feel bad for my friends because after church, we go to eat every Sunday with our friends, and they have three daughters. And so we'll go somewhere, and I try not to suggest places that are going to be expensive because like that, Zaxby's, they spent over $70 one time at Zaxby's for them, and my wife and I are just eating, trying to eat on the cheap. That's ridiculous. How can anybody afford oh, to eat out anymore? Well, for Christmas, we gave the family $50 gift cards to Golden Corral, and we went there to eat. And for my family that has three people... didn't cover it. Yeah, but the benefit of Golden Corral is when you go there, you just bring like a tent and you camp out for the day. You like, you start at noon and you finish at dinner and you're getting your money's (laughs) worth that way. Because they can't kick you out. You you just have to pace yourself. (laughs) Behold God stuff. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. And uh, God stuff is where we kind of talk about our faith. And sometimes we see it in different things out in the world and outside of the church. And other times it's like something coming from inside. Like for me, like I committed to praying every day for a friend of mine who is facing a huge health battle. And what I'm finding is going on is my prayer list is growing every day as people pop into my head. Like, so what I started as, okay, I'm just going to pray for this person every day. I'm going to commit to this because uh, it's a big thing and I want to support them. And then as I as I spend time in, in prayer, all of a sudden, like, I'm praying for 10 other people now. And then sometimes it's different people each day. And it's it's really kind of interesting to see how your prayer life grows if you commit to it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and I know that's a shock for you, uh, for me, Rock. Like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I uh, didn't say anything. Yeah. I'm just listening. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, there, there are days, though, I'll tell you this. There are days, though, like I feel unworthy. Like, you know, God, how can I come before you on behalf of these people with where I'm at right now. I Mm. still have unforgiveness in my heart. I still have sin. I still have this. Like, how can I... Uh, you know, come to you. And, and I reminded me of this one Natalie Grant song, There's Nothing Too Dirty That You Can't Make Worthy. You know, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of a good line. And I like that because with our mess, the important thing is God still wants us to come to him. That's the big part of this. And so it made me start thinking about don't face the day or end the day with defeat. Because it's easy to get bogged down by your mistakes and focus on what you should have done, what you should have said, how you should have behaved, and feel defeated like I've messed up and I blew my witness today. Mm. I guess i got to sit out till tomorrow. Ooh, Yeah, because that's where the the devil wants you to be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and like God's not done with me, you know. But, uh, you know, God instantly forgives us. That's the beauty in God and in, in the difference between us and God is that he, when we ask for forgiveness, he instantly forgives us. When we ask for forgiveness, we hold on to, or other people hold on to it. It's almost like to play that forgiveness card someday, like, oh, no, see, you you messed up again and yeah. I knew it was going to happen. But God takes our sin and puts it, as he says, as, it casts it as far as east is from west and chooses to remember it no more. Mm-hmm. And we remember it all the time, unfortunately. Right. It just takes a lot of faith on our part to believe that God's going to do what he promised he said he would. Absolutely. So basically what I'm saying is lean into that life of living not in defeat, but living in forgiveness because God's not done with you yet, you know, kind of thing. I love that song from Torrin Wells. God's not done with you. God's not done with you. 
Yeah, with even all of our mess, the things that we think preclude us from coming to him, he's like, bring all of that. Bring all of that garbage to me. Mm-hmm. I can handle this. It's okay. Because that's where we're supposed to be with all of that mess. And so maybe that resonates with you a little bit today because it's kind of like my own little journey, that my own little epiphany that I'm having. <laughs> uh, and so if it helps out, that'd be great. And that's your God stuff for today. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show, and we are fans of science on this show. We like to learn things and experience different new technologies, and AI has come to the forefront of things like chatbot and and chat gpt where you can write a prompt and have it write songs for you or write a marketing campaign and it's all done by this computer becoming self-aware i guess i don't know it's pretty Mm. creepy um but i got an email from ed v he's a friend of ours on the show and he says hey hope you're doing well i was listening to the aftercast where you mentioned chat gpt uh and how uh, you write stuff well there's a next level thing i'm including audio files of stuff i created to show you how deep fakes have increased so much so that it is scary. And he, he gives the website here. I don't want to give it out. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> like, because uh, it's kind of, uh, you could use this for uh, bad things. And he was like, I had I also had a little fun with my pastor. He was speechless. Oh, no. So what he does, and, and, and this website lets you take a clip of audio from somebody, put it into this website, and then it will have them say things that sound like them that they've never said before, okay? Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. So let's hear Gavin first. Oh, I man. had to go back. I thought that he had pulled a clip of audio of a time I had had you say something like this, but it's not. Okay, so here, this is Gavin, the deep fake of Gavin. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle, here is my spout. When I get all steamed up, hear me shout. Tip me over and pour me out. I'm a clever teapot. Yes, it's true. Here, let me show you what I can do. I can change my handle and my spout. Just tip me over and pour me out. Oh, is that not crazy? That's scary. How- that's not, I mean, it's you, but that you didn't, you never said that. No, 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 that's I'm, the thing. That's so close that's the to thing. me. Like, I thought it had t- pulled words of each of those words and stitched them together, like some people used to do on, um, on uh, YouTube. No, that is literally a computer taking anything oh. he has said and then making it say whatever and sounding like him. Now, the inflection they got to work on a little yeah, bit, yeah, like but the emotion parts that not was quite Gavin. There. Did yeah. you type out the words? No, it came up, it with, came that up too. with that. No, I think he might have put the words in there, but I. I'm not sure. I don't he know if he typed in... that. Ed, who... Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, okay. Okay, so here is the deep fake of oh, Betty. Boy. I think he must put the words in, because this one's about cute aggression, <laughs> which she has like when she's like, I got a cat and I love it. I want to beat its face. So here we go. Ever felt compelled to pinch the cheeks of a baby you find unbelievably adorable, though without a desire to harm it? Or you looked at a cute dog or a fluffy cat and had the urge to squeeze or even bite it? <laughs> if you what? said yes to either question, then you've experienced a phenomenon dubbed cute aggression. First coined in 2013 by a research team from Yale. This one only has nuances of yeah. Betty. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's as close as it's Gavin's It's more Siri-esque was. than it is yeah. Betty-esque. Yeah, Ga- Gavin was dead on. Yeah. Yours was, was I could I could get parts of you in there. Yeah, I would have heard that and I would have been like, I never said that. Okay, yeah, but this is mine, okay? He like had me read uh, Lose Yourself from Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> so here you go. 
you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or just let it slip? Yo, his palms are sweaty, <laughs> knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. No. The whole crowd yeah, goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words This guy sounds too young. No, not too young. He sounds amazing. No, no. He doesn't sound like you at all. The reason he doesn't sound like me is because he's not stumbling all over the words. <laughs> That's the only reason uh, it doesn't uh, sound uh, like uh, me. <laughs> Betty Rock, does the name Lonnie Frisbee mean anything to you? Not really. Well, it didn't to me either until I saw the new Irwin Brothers film, Jesus Revolution. It's that one. It's like faith-based, and it's not the usual like faith-based film. Yes, it's a movie that tells the faith story of Pastor Greg Laurie after meeting this hippie preacher named Lonnie Frisbee. And what's cool is it's kind of all true. It was set in the 60s and 70s during the Jesus movement. And I'm telling you, Rock, you would absolutely love the soundtrack. It's really good. Your dad raised you on that stuff. <laughs> what did you like about the movie? I liked that the movie's about a guy searching for identity and inclusion and truth. And even though it's set in the 70s, man, it's exactly what people are looking for. For today, and the answer is Jesus. It's the same then as it is now. And I also really liked that it didn't paint a perfect picture of the church either. Really? Yeah, like it showed men's egos kind of getting in the way of God, and it showed the intolerance of people inside of faith. But it also showed that despite that, if we just get out of the way, revival is possible. So, what did you not like about the movie? That I wasn't in it. Uh, like that bothered me a little bit. I got to tell you, the Irwins, uh, they cast Kelsey Grammer and he's great. They got Jesus from The Chosen. I mean, that's a great get, but they could have had me for a whole lot less. But in the end, man, I really thought it was a great movie. If you want to check it out and hopefully enjoy it as much as Wally did, it's in theaters right now. Uplifting Way FM. This is The Rock Report with Betty Rock. For many of us, we think being royalty means everyone will bend to your will, but that's not the case for King Charles. With his coronation happening soon, the royal has been on the hunt for A-list artists to perform on his special day. Oh, okay. Boy, I'm kind of surprised. You would think that especially like British artists and stuff like that would be all about that, you know? Well, so far, he's been shot down by everyone that he has asked really? due to what they call scheduling conduct. Oh, that's not good for him. That's not good for him at all. Right. A couple (laughs) of his first picks that told him no are Elton John. Oh, but that makes sense, though. Elton John has Candle in the Wind that was about Princess Diana. Yeah. So he, he chose was, a side. He was Team Diana all yeah. the way. Uh, Harry Styles told him no. Really? Uh, Spice Girls said no. What What are they doing? That like they, That's Scheduling fascinating. conflicts. No, that's I don't not. Know. What, what, when was the last time they had a schedule? Well, that's true. Yeah. One artist who said no and didn't even give a reason was Adele. Which is interesting. Oh, she didn't even give a reason. Yeah. So far, the lineup for the historical day will be Lionel Richie. Oh, really? They got they got him off of American Idol long enough. That's a big get. Oh, what a feeling. Dancing on the ceiling. Hey, Lionel, play that one song you had. <laughs> uh, also, former British boy band Take That. Oh, I don't know that band. Whatever I said. This does not seem like his jam. Like, 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 who is booking this stuff for him? And finally, a guy named Robbie Williams. Oh yeah. And through it, oh, she offers me protection. I love it. Yeah. He was aiming 
prefer A-listers like Elton John yeah. and Harry Styles, but this isn't to me A-list. No, that's that's this not like, even sneaking up on C-list. It's yeah, sad. it's like when A, B, and C-list didn't pan out, so yeah. you're going with D-list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lionel Richie, oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, it's weird. Like oh, I, I say, for a split second, I feel bad for him, but no. there's kind of like you made your bed now, Lion. You just yeah. weren't likable, so people don't like you, right. and so they're not going to endorse you. Because do you think that Princess Diana, she would have had an issue? No, no. she would have been had people knocking down her door asking right. if they could be a part of and it. And I guess really, when this is one of those realizations that if you treat people well throughout your life, when you need them and when when it comes time for that, they're all there for you versus mm-hmm. if you're not the best person in the world, you kind of get left at the end when you wanted to celebrate kind of being maybe a little bit alone. Oh, I know. So now do you feel bad for him? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for your rock report. Thank you, Lady Rock. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. We have Nick Hall. He's from Right Now Media, and he's been following the Asbury College Revival. Nick, for anyone that might not be completely familiar with it, can you walk us through what the revival was that started at Asbury College? Wally God is doing something absolutely insane. Now, this has been happening, I think, building for months. In fact, in February, I'm an evangelist with a ministry called Pulse, but we were doing secular universities and University of Wisconsin, University of Georgia, University of Minnesota, Iowa State. Seeing thousands of students give their lives to Christ. In the midst of this, on February 8th, revival breaks out at Asbury University. It breaks out at a chapel service. There's 19 kids that don't leave after the chapel speaker invites them to experience the love of God. And I think that's the key here. This is about the love and kindness of God. Those 19 students started to weep, started to repent, they didn't leave. By noon, it had grown to like 100. By the evening, the chapel was full, and people kept coming to that chapel for two weeks, literally. Tens of thousands of people. At one point, there was a line nine hours long to get into this huge auditorium. This was the news. This week in Kentucky, on the news, two nights ago, they said there is worship problems at Union University. That was the headline. <laughs> worship worship problems. problems. That's a good problem to have, I guess. I'm just telling you, there is such a hunger, and we just have to see this right now. This generation that so many of us have judged and misunderstood, me included, right? They're always on their phone. Do they even want to work? Do they care about anything? Why won't they look me in the eyes? Get off your device. These same kids are the ones who have ushered in this moment. The reason we're having this conversation right now is because of teenagers and 20-something. I don't even have a paradigm for this, Wally, because I don't come from a charismatic background. Yeah, see, I don't either. Like, I remember going to Jesus 76 with my parents, and we camped out, and there was, like, a tent and kind of a revival thing. It was a little odd for me as a kid. So, like, you talk about, like, people staying for hours, and what does it look like? If somebody's never experienced, like, what a revival is, what does it look like? Is it people just literally praying, singing, praising? Is it really free form? Is there preaching? Like, how does it go down? By definition, revival literally means to come back to life. And it says in the Word of God that, God, we should pray that He would renew in us the joy of our salvation. That literally is revival. Now, I had heard that, Asbury, this is like the second time this has happened there. Uh, Like, there was one years ago, and it's kind of like leading the charge across the country. All of this has been building. Three years of pain. Three years of loss, COVID, you know, justice issues, race issues, politics. We have been so hurt. We've turned to everything else. God in his mercy is pouring out his spirit. 
Revival's breaking out on college campuses. Revival's breaking out in our movie theaters. Revival's breaking out in our high schools. It's spreading around the world right now. Like, this is so much bigger than coincidence. You can't make this stuff up. You know what? That leads me to something, uh, Nick, also, too, about making something up. If you are a natural-born skeptic, such as myself, uh, I actually want to talk about that and how that factors into Revival. And we'll do that in 10 minutes here with Nick from Pulse Ministries here on WayFM. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show, and you may have seen or heard about the revival that kind of started at Asbury College and is now starting to spread around the country. We have Nick from Pulse Ministries, and he was there at, at Asbury, and he's been continuing to follow this around the country as well. And so I am curious, when you hear the word revival, if you don't come from a charismatic background, it's easy to be skeptical about that. So like, what would you say to that, like anyone that's kind of in that place? Cynics and skeptics. There's two ends of this spectrum. Some people, you could say they're gullible, right? When they hear the word revival, their bag is packed, their shofar is in their van, and they are going. <laughs> you know what I mean? They are just, they're ready. On the other side of the spectrum are people who are maybe like, I don't believe in this. I don't know what to think. And I just want to encourage all of us. The Bible tells us that God has room for both sides of the spectrum. We in the church, we remember Thomas as Doubting Thomas, but Jesus, he never said, hey, Doubting Thomas, knock it off. Mm -hmm. No, Jesus made time, and Thomas was the only disciple that Jesus singled out and said, Thomas, I see your doubt. I see the way your mind works. And so I'm going to give you an encounter with me. Put your hands here. Touch my side. And so I just want to encourage you, like, if you are a person who's critical and rational and and judgmental in some ways, God has given you that mind because we need people like you who are going to arrive at something that is defendable. We need people like you to reach people like you. So this isn't a moment to judge what we're not. This is a moment to come to Jesus as we are. I love it. And I think you're right. I think God will have an encounter with each of us in the way that we understand best. And that's what makes him God. And so maybe if you're that skeptic like me, you have an encounter with Jesus when you experience this as well. And it kind of radically transforms your faith or what you thought faith was. Well, Nick, I appreciate you being on with us today and uh, keeping us up on all this stuff going on with this revival. Hey, Wally, this is amazing. So listen, there's things still happening. This is not over. Random Acts of Audio. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show, and today's random act of audio uh, comes to us courtesy of Betty Rock. Something that she had found today. Yeah, we've all been there. We order something online, and it doesn't quite meet our expectations. That's what happened recently to American Idol alumni and country music star Carrie Underwood. Oh yeah. Oh. So good. Like that her, her her gospel album, it kind of crushed it. Mm-hmm. She recently posted a video of her trying on a new pair of black shiny leggings. And while she liked the way they looked, she didn't like the way they sound. When you walk. Ooh. <laughs> Those are her leggings? They're like latex. Uh, like leggings and so they sound like a balloon yeah when she walks so i don't think she's gonna keep those i mean who would you wouldn't want that going around when you're walking oh you'd drive yourself nuts yeah it's bad enough when your shoes squeak like my wife and i were both uh we'd come out of the rain and so our shoes were wet and we were at a store and they're like uh cashier number four please and and it was all the way down at the end and you just are 
<laughs> as we walk the hole down there. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it was wet outside. <laughs> At least that you could understand. But when you're walking, you're like. <laughs> I know. You couldn't even have a conversation with someone if you're jogging no. or anything. That's crazy. And like, yeah. and then the friction alone, like you could start something on fire. <laughs> like, So that's not good. So maybe a good idea to get rid of those for sure. That's going to do it for your random active audio. Thank you, Lady Rock. Lifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. And, you know, there are times where you kind of can feel like you're at your wit's end with something. And a lot of times that's when we really dig down into prayer. And maybe that's where we should start is with prayer, you know. But yeah. we, we I, I know I do that. I treat it as a last resort mm-hmm. sometimes. Like everything I've failed, uh, done God failed. So now I'm coming to you. Right. It's kind of like that mentality of Jesus helps those who help themselves kind yeah. of thing. But that's Seriously. not in the Bible. Well, there's this lady, Michelle, that posted on our prayer wall. Hey, please, please pray for our 15-year-old son. Uh, he is struggling right now. And, and when you're a parent and you see your kids struggle, I mean, you just hurt, you know. And it's not like you haven't done everything you can. Sometimes there's things you can't do, you know, and it, you are at your wit's end. Struggling with depression, suicidal ideation, uh, refusing to go to school. He has epilepsy. He's on the autism spectrum. Teenage years are difficult enough without having all these other issues. We're working with doctors and counselors, but nothing seems to be helping. So when you're a parent... And you think you're doing everything right. And you're like getting them the professional help they need. I mean, that's why we have doctors. That's why we have counselors, because we need that extra help sometimes. And God empowered people and equipped people in those roles to utilize. And we should use those resources. But she's like, nothing seems to be helping. This is a mom that's at that place where, God, you're all I have left. You know, we've tried all these other things. This is it. I need you to show up in a big way, you know. And these are interesting things because when you go to the prayer wall, you can pray for Michelle and her specific situation. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you've walked that road and you know what that's like. Or maybe you can just empathize with it. You're like, you know what? I don't know how God's going to work in this and heal her son, not heal her son. But I can pray that she has peace in this and that she has comfort and that she has joy and that she has hope while she's trying to be there for her son in the midst of the waiting because the waiting is the hardest part i mean tom petty was right Uh. (laughs) (laughs) that's true but i mean she can get those notifications on her phone or through her email saying hey somebody prayed for you and that might be just what she needs when she just got done with a fight with them or who knows what she could be going through but if you would like to pray for her or anyone else you might find on the prayer wall or maybe you've got a request of your own you'd like to post just text the word pray to 91979 we'll send you the link that's pray to 91979 and maybe you try this like i started praying for one person every day i committed to this and then all of a sudden my prayer life is expanded and and, and new people keep coming to my mind maybe you go you know what i'm going to do i'm going to go on the prayer wall and i'm going to pray one for one person every day and you might find that it gets wonderfully addicting you know where you're like praying and praying and praying and i i really am starting to come to the realization that prayer is so less about outcomes and more about the relationship of of what this is doing between me and God too in addition to praying for other mm-hmm. people you know and so maybe that's a little insight for you that you start there and you build your prayer life from our prayer wall so again uh, just text the word pray to 91979 and we will send you a link well that's the end but it doesn't have to be check out our aftercast it's new stuff you didn't hear in the podcast 
Be sure to rate us on iTunes as well as connect with us on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just search Wally Show. And if you'd like to join our Facebook group made exclusively for you potties, the link is in the description of this podcast. Thanks to Colorado Christian University Online and United Faith Mortgage for supporting what we do. 